Hi, I'm Shalvari. And this is Mesumana. And this is Criminal Vortex. This is a true crime podcast by two friends. And we're going to be bringing to you crimes, well, from everywhere and about pretty much everything. From murder, kidnappings. This is our first episode. I don't really know. I mean, we don't really have an intro. So yeah, we need to work on that. But we are working yep. on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thanks for coming here. The hype around this was like oh, such a good thing. Thanks to my friends who kept me motivated. And yes. also, like, if I hadn't met you, meeting you was like such a big thing for me. Cause yeah, I mean, I had a <laughs> podcast earlier, Desi Perspective, and I'm pretty sure mo- most of our listeners are from there. But Oh. So, I mean, I loved doing that, but like my co-host wasn't as true crime inclined as I was. And just the fact that you're as, I mean, you're as into true crime as I am. I think that's going to be really good for the show, you know, and I didn't I enjoy apart it. from the show, uh, even, even to find someone who's uh, as into true crime and doesn't look at you as if you're a freak. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess it's fine. Like, they think either you have bodies in your basement or you know someone who does and you're, like, covering up for them. I was like, no, bro. <laughs> I just like <laughs> listening to stuff like that. It's because you exactly. get to know so much about people's uh, way of acting. and you know, it, It's fascinating it, it's, how your brain goes that way. Like, goes that place. And like, also, it's like, fossil fuel for my paranoia. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so, so we are going to Pune, Maharashtra, India. Basically, uh, over the couple of, I don't know how long this is going to take, but we are basically doing crimes from all over the globe, literally, and we're going continent-wise. So we're starting off with Asia because we're Asians, and because we're super desi, we're going with India first, and we'll be taking you to Pune, Maharashtra, India. Yeah, I lived in Pune for a major chunk in my life. Sadly, I don't live there anymore. And I am waiting to go back. But it is, like, to just give you guys an idea of what kind of a city it is, it's very culturally rich, okay? I never lived in the heart of Pune, but the heart of Pune is so culturally rich. That's such a hard word to say. Culturally (laughs) rich. (laughs) It's okay. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. And you have um you have what do you say, monuments? I don't know if that's called monuments, but like areas that will show you parts of the colonial time. There, there are mm-hmm. parts of Pune which represent like the Peshwa time when we had Peshwas there. Um and it's it's just a very beautiful city, pleasant, pleasant weather. Like it's just such a beautiful city and it was so, so I guess much. from a but, outsider's perspective who's never gone to Pune and only heard of it from either somebody who lives there or someone who's somebody else is living there it's uh-huh. mostly like a city that's uh, very IT hub-ish and yeah. the techies all around the world there are a lot of students and people are super friendly that's that's something I've heard a lot like everyone's so uh, helpful and so friendly and you can just strike up a conversation with random people on the streets Scary. Don't do that. Don't talk to strangers, y'all. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's just like it—it's just an ideal city for like you know somewhere you want to settle. It's a part yeah. of Maharashtra, but then apart from the hustle and like, it's a bit quieter than the Bombay. Of yeah, definitely, definitely. It's like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's somewhere, it's also the Oxford of East or something like that. That's what I've heard because Ooh. there's a huge amount of uh, very, very good colleges in Pune. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's an educational hub too. And uh, yeah, like it's very pleasant. Me jello that I haven't lived in Pune yet. Thanks to But Corona, you will once you go I there. couldn't go to Pune. I was supposed, I was due to go to Pune and start college in August. Now it's online. <laughs> yeah. It stings a lot. Because in my brain, I was like, wow, Pune, I'm going to be a Puneite. I'm going to be that No, kid. it's a Punekar. What is Puneite? Is it not? You're going to be a Punekar. 
Punikar? Okay, okay. Oh, I learned I learned new stuff. So yeah, that's like oh, a God. dream city sort of. Yes, it's it's a beautiful place, and that's the thing, you know. Why we spend so much time talking about Pune is because it's such a beautiful place, and it's so quiet. No one would have ever imagined that murders like this would have ever occurred. And it's always a quiet place if they get something in the mind of murder. Watch it, Chappe. It's always like, a I, thing that it's a, yeah. it's a safe neighborhood. It's a safe city. It's a safe place. Nobody. is like violent nobody is screaming it's not not at all i felt the police is not regular in the area and especially in the 1970s about what we uh, that's that's the era that we're going to that was a very quiet time for pune you know it was a very chill place everyone's grandparents live in pune kon marne wala hai kisi ko type of thing you know no no why do you pune as a city is just retirements amazing places yeah, yeah. mountain view cool weather that's what i'm like getting from whatever you describe and <laughs> a lot of students a lot of them because yeah, it's a, a it's a, a college town so yeah. um today's case is the one that we are going to talk about right now let's just break the silence and you know all the uh, yes mystery enough enough of pune uh, fan yeah. girling let's get to the murders <laughs> <laughs> so You are Pune fan girling, bro. Yeah. Oh man. I, I'm, I'm just so listening hard. to someone describe a place that they love. It's a different feeling. <laughs> okay. So today we are talking about uh, the Pune massacre, which is basically the Abhayankar case, um, where two families were actually killed here. So now this is a story, as we said. for like the past 5 minutes we've been talking about it the story is placed in pune uh where four friends went on a killing spree executing 10 people such was the effect of this terror on the minds of the people that they stopped venturing out at night it was kind of a curfew set for like 6 pm uh every night for quite a few months when the entire killing spree was going on and uh, the thing is um i think there is this kind of uh shit wait so in the heart of pune there is uh, a theater where plays are you know conducted i don't know but like plays happen there and it's very famous i've been there quite a few times with my grandparents and my family and shit and for the first time in a long while why why am i i know english i swear i'm good at it I don't know why I'm getting so. Please say so. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, what I, what I was trying to say was that there's this one theater in the heart of Pune called Balmandhadar, something. I don't remember. But uh, this <laughs> very helpful, very, very helpful, Chandri. थिएटर It was shut down and plays were cancelled because of this killing. That is how huge this was. There was a 6 p.m. curfew, and the most famous theater was shut down. Now, the period from the beginning of 1976 to the end of 1977 was a very bad period for the city. People were scared to move out of their houses during the night. Newspaper reports were full of gruesome murders taking place in the city, disturbing its people and peaceful nature. Honestly. Newspaper, newspapers still say that, but like we've just become so desensitized that it's like hard. Like, honestly, like, new newspapers and like um, news channels at this point. Every day you open something and someone's killing somebody, and I'm like, uh, and they just like, report uh, the case so dead, <laughs> like with no. Yeah, I mean, like obviously there are so many people. Like it's it's very upsetting. It's very sad that there are so many people going missing. So many people. Yeah. Missing, so many people just. Away, But like we've become so desensitized to it. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that's why we can talk about a murder case in twenty twenty and then not get stoned to death by the people. Yeah, because 
apparently if there was something happening in your town or anywhere else and you come to know about it and then you just went ahead and be like okay so i think we need to discuss this i don't think people would find that interesting or anything they'd just be like yo what what why are you talking <laughs> don't talk exactly shut up <laughs> why are you talking about <laughs> stuff <laughs> so i guess that's a Now- great deal Yeah. Now 10 murders took place within a year making people I, I think that was like within 5 months that makes it more dramatic than saying one year cuz like so uh, I mean police was pretty fast for this thank god. Yeah. For that time they were really fast and it's like it's mostly because the murderers were kind of stupid and they fell for the trap that the police set for them but we we'll also it's it's the... kids bro it's kids from college. yeah the literal kids the teenagers or young adults whatever you want to call them they're young they're not... i don't think anybody could be called teenagers teenagers are, way, are like blamed for way too much stuff <laughs> 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 they're not i wasn't an angsty teen i never rebelled against my parents i just stole things oh, chewing them from my mom's purse once in a while never stole money <laughs> couldn't do wow. that i have a high morale you guys wow <laughs> <laughs> snaps to you claps to you so <laughs> so now the people that we're going to be talking about the four art students that committed this murder are rajendra jakkal dilip sutar shantaram kanhoji and munawar harun shah they were all residents of pune and they were art students i think i don't know the branch they were in or whatever but they were art students that's for sure also i think arts them being art students is something that i doesn't sit right with me because i'm also an art student like i'm yeah. a science student <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when i heard about this case the first time while doing research i was like oh my god they are art students they are from college oh god i was terrified but i was also like wow i'm already scared of going to college honestly i don't need and this I'm, now i'm scared to go to college as well as to pune because <laughs> <laughs> this ain't that old like this is like 30 years ago or something 40 years ago they were they were oh, kids in mate. college when they were 40 <laughs> <laughs> it, it just feels so unreal okay yeah. so uh, these are the four um, friends like the like once you think about kids who commit murder they were typically that they were the kids who used to indulge themselves in drinking stealing basically hooliganism all that stuff and they wouldn't attend classes and for most of the time they were just like hanging around somewhere else either drinking or doing whatever and whenever they ran short of finances that's when they used to steal and most of the time the money was used to buy drinks and drugs and stuff so they would steal like bikes and scooters from the college campus and sell them to finance themselves that's like such weird petty stuff you wouldn't expect yeah, your friends to steal from you they're like textbook okay, so, killers you know textbook yeah, teenage yeah, killers yeah. that's what i was going to say they were the textbook people that you imagine who's going to go and do something bad yeah. maybe not kill but probably be a, a, like thieves and criminals like a fraud or something you know okay so these four friends were uh, not happy with the gains cuz like as time went on and uh, there a dog can you hear that yeah i can hear that this I swear to god this is new it's okay it's okay dogs and they never stop bro they're just like screaming all the damn time oh god it's okay that that's okay even a leaf moves and these five kid, kids are just like <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's to god okay, i've can... never felt like i want to hit something so badly when i feel like hitting them <laughs> feel like i'll throw that leaf on your head now scream ab shaant ho gaye let's continue Somebody put the leaf on their head. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these four friends are like the textbook bad guys, right? They, uh, after some time, you know, once they start mm-hmm. stealing and indulging in all this drinking and bad stuff, basically anything that requires money. 
So they were like done with the petty stealing and they formed a gang of their own to plan something big. Because obviously, four people, oh. just friends, not chill. You can't. That's the thing, man. You can never be just friends. Yeah. A group it's of boys either, can never be just friends. It's either homies, homeboys, or freaking gangs. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Just you need to understand this and come to terms with this. Come it's on. A squad. We're not a squad, bro. We're a gang. Squad goals. Hashtag squad goals. <laughs> no, don't ruin squad goals for me, bro. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, uh, so this is what they do to go big. So, uh, the group decides to kidnap one of their classmates called Prakash for ransom. Obviously, that is not going to throw suspicion on them. No way. <laughs> How, what makes you take that turn, you know? Like, because yeah, people in colleges are not expected to be saints. Right? Yeah, obviously. But like, what? <clears throat> There's not much about their personal history, so we can't really go into it. Yeah, go into this. Talk about that. But like, genuinely, I'm curious, like, what made them? Either they all came such... from really like bad families or they were like, from places super that spoiled. had a lot of... Yeah, yeah, either they're super spoiled or they're super poor and they had to steal. So they were like, okay. Um, yeah, I guess. Because you have to be okay with the idea of stealing from your friends. Not, yeah, not everybody that. in college is going to be your friend, but at least they're like your classmate and then you you know yes, them personally. So it's going to be a bit of a stretch to just assume them, but you you know yeah. something's up. Because exactly. I don't think anyone's going to... St- stealing a pen or a pencil from somebody is okay. Yeah, Even that's okay. That's Everyone's done at, that. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> but um, stealing someone's son for money? Son. <laughs> that's extreme. They just take your friend be like, bro, chal. And then chal. Ransom. What? Yeah. So uh, they did a little bit of research. Or maybe not. I don't know. So the kid Prakash Hedge that they kidnapped was the son of Sundar Hedge, owner of a small restaurant behind the college. This restaurant was frequented by college students. So on 16th January 1976, these gang members asked another classmate named uh, Suhas Chandak and wanted him to request Prakash to meet them at a pre-planned place. Suhas informed Prakash to meet his classmates for discussing some business proposals. Business proposals. Yes. Business. <laughs> Prakash meets them at the desired location. Then the four gang members take Prakash to a hideout. They threaten Prakash and force him to write an ex- extortion letter demanding ransom. The gang then gagged Prakash, took a nylon rope, made a knot around his neck and strangulated him. It's just that classmate, wasn't he? I know. Why would you do that to a random person? And then they dumped his body in an iron barrel and drowned the barrel in an adjoining lake. Next morning, they pushed the letter demanding ransom under the restaurant's shutter. Prakash's father, Sundar, was very tense uh, that his son had not returned at night. Now, the audacity. The audacity. The sick part here is they killed him. He's already dead. Exactly. Oh, God. They already dumped his body. And then they had the audacity to just go to their dad and be like, yo, ransom letter. The thing is that they're still your classmates. And I feel if I had classmates like this and they just wanted wanted to talk to me or something, I probably would because like, they were classmates. How bad could it be? Like, I get it. They drink, they smoke. They want me to talk. So I'll be like, oh yeah, bro. They just want to talk. Like, okay, fine. I mean, I wouldn't suspect anything. So let's go to the next part where um, on receiving the letter, um, Sundar Heke, the father, he contacted the police displaying them the letter. The letter was signed by the name Prakash because obviously he's the one who was forced to write it. His yeah. father told the police that Prakash always used to sign documents using his nickname. They uh, request police to trace him as he might be in some danger. Sundar borrowed the money and kept the ransom amount at the desired location in the hope that his son would be released. Police were also hoping that after receiving the payment, the kidnapper would release his son someday or others and could not make much progress. Now, that's what angers me. Thoda, this, thoda zor se bol. 
the police were also hoping that after receiving the payment, the kidnappers would release his son someday or the other and could not make much progress. This gang of four continued while uh, snatching and stealing and complaints started to pour in. The police intensified their patrolling. The gang then moved to the city of Kolhapur in August 1976. There, they planned a robbery on the house of a businessman. So the fact that the police couldn't do much till now... Exactly. I mean, it's like it's it's to have. they didn't have anything to go on. Yeah, they couldn't really do stuff. Like, these guys had never done anything. Yeah. They were just, like, checking. But it was quick, though. Because this mm-hmm. guy was, um, like, this guy was killed on the 16th of January. And then the people were like, we are going to do big. So they moved to a house robbery on August of 1976. So that's that's a pretty, pretty fast place. Yeah, that's a pretty, um, that's like, it's like within six months. So that's, yeah. They didn't have much of a cooling period. Yeah, they were pretty quick about that. So that's like something. Yep. To, they were very bold. That's the point. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you start that's, with that's stealing word. bikes and stuff. Then you kidnap somebody and kill them. I don't think they were provoked to do so. Exactly. And also, because they could have easily let him go. I don't think that, uh, he would have like come back and like been a threat. Or he could have because like he's a classmate. But yeah, the move, he would the have that they did that to their classmate, that's what's um, giving off. Like they were very sure that they wouldn't get caught. So mm-hmm. that kind of gives yep. you an idea of how much of a twisted mind mind that all of yep. the four shared. So that's that's scary. Mm-hmm. So one night they scaled the wall of the compound of the businessman and entered the house, and they were spotted by the security guards. Security guards managed to chase them down, and successful in their attempts, the gang members uh, managed to flee. So the gang returned to Pune. On the night of 31st October 1976, they targeted the house of Ajit Joshi, located in the heart of the city. Ajit Joshi was a peace-loving person and used to reside with his family. The gang forced themselves in the house, brandishing their knives. During that time, only Archit Joshi and his wife, Usha, were at home. The gang tied a duo's hands and legs and ganged them with a piece of cloth. They strangulated the couple with a nylon rope by tying a knot around their neck. As the gang was searching for valuables, they heard someone approaching. Anand Joshi's teenage son walked in. The gang member pounced on him and stripped him naked. They forced him to reveal information related to the valuables. After stealing money and gold, the gang members gagged Anand and strangulated him with the same nylon rope. They were tying the nylon knots around each of the members' necks. So I think that was their way of, like... Yep, that was their MO. Yeah. Um, They used rubber gloves to leave no fingerprints and sprayed a strong perfume in the house to ward off sniffer dogs. The gang members, expecting a lot of bounty from their attempts, were disappointed in the loot. The media started reporting about this mass murder and the police started the investigation. As the incident happened in the heart of the city, people were scared and frightened. After three weeks, on the 22nd of November 1976, the gang struck again, this time at the bungalow of Yashomanti Bafna on Shankar Seth Road in Pune. They faced a stiff resistance from the Bafna family and her two burly servants. The gang was unsuccessful and had to escape by climbing the high walls on, of the bungalow. This incident was this incident was reported to police by Bafna. The police believed that this was an incident of an attempted robbery. And that's it. They didn't give a lot of thought into it. Now, the fact after that the, f- the son Anand had to die because he just came home at the wrong time. Exiled. Oh God. And it's just, you know, they killed these people and it was, they didn't get a lot out of it. It wasn't much. They probably went for a smaller house. Yeah, okay. I mean, they probably got Nowhere like... Nowhere does it say that uh, Achit Joshi was a very popular or a very rich guy. I don't think it was mentioned anymore. The, the next one, the next one seems more likely, you know, it's like a very well-known person. Like, mm-hmm. they you have would like expect him so to have a lot of... Yeah, but like, 
Dude, that family didn't even have much. They died for literally nothing. I think they were just going for people in the heart of the city because, like, yeah, if you have a heart, of, uh, if you have a house in the heart of the city, then probably you're rich. Because yeah, I brain, guess in that time it was that. Because brain, <laughs> big brain time. <laughs> people in the heart now, of the city. Yeah, exactly. God. They do this where they make one member. strip naked and then yeah yeah for them to search the house and tell them where the valuables are it's just the mindless Now, killings that's what gets exactly it's kind of gets to me discussion yep okay. now after their failed attempt the four decided to gang up again and attack the abhyankar residency at bhandalkar road on the 1st december 1976 at around 8 pm the group attacked the smriti bungalow on bhandarkar road belonging to tabankas there were five people in the house a noted sanskrit scholar kachinath shastri abhyankar he was 88 years old his wife indira bai was 76 years old their maid sakubai wag was 60 years old granddaughter zui was 20 years old and the grandson was 19 Kashinath Shastri's son Gajanan Shastri and his wife Hira Bai Shastri were out for dinner and on returning dis- discovered their family massacred The four gained the four art students gained entry by ringing the doorbell when Dhananjay opened the door they stuffed his mouth with a cotton ball and tied his hands and told him to direct them inside uh, direct them inside the house The men killed each person by stuffing their mouths with a cotton ball, tying their hands and legs, and then strangling them with a nylon rope. The granddaughter Zui was stripped naked and forced to direct them to the valuables in the house before she was killed. <sighs> then again, the nylon strangling and the stripping naked and leading to the valuables. I don't know why they do that though. Well, if if someone's stripped naked, you can like vulnerable that no, you can like see that they don't have any weapons with them. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes much naked. more sense. It's my house. I could keep easily like go somewhere, pick something up, and like keep yeah. Okay, and also but there are four people. Well, you could just take them one by one if you're uh, <laughs> if you're okay. <gasps> it always gets me that these guys just think that you know they followed a very uh, similar pattern with these guys also uh huh yeah yeah i mean the the mo is the same and i think they're going for being a noted you know being infamous 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 i think at at Bye. this point it was going to be infamous because they tried before and they couldn't and then they just ran back and yeah i mean like they want and somebody complains about us the police are just going to be like man it's just another robbery well exactly. robbery end up getting people killed sir <laughs> history just repeated itself again and i just feel bad that nobody cared about this because this like they were warning it was like a warning yeah. shot before but then yeah. they just didn't do anything about it they, they they really didn't have anything to go on but honestly i have nothing bad to say about the police this time because they have done such an amazing job yeah, yeah. um we'll talk about the investigation it was insanely good <laughs> i mean wow But like I guess the police could have at least taken into uh, consideration that this could be a thing now that people are doing that. Oh no, they did. That's why now they were on the trail after the second murder because the first one and the second one didn't have much in common. The first one was just a classmate being killed, like a student being killed. The second one had proper ammo, and then the third one was exactly like the second one. so they had quite a lot of circumstantial evidence to go on and then later on uh, you know the another classmate of theirs comes forward and then things start moving pretty quickly and i applaud the police like that's insanely good because yeah, a lot of them this case would... i think it's the the credit is due here so i'll i'll accept that it's really yeah. good because most of the time the police doesn't care Exactly, and they just say Indeed. like, "Oh, robbery gone wrong," blah blah blah. Like, and every time someone seriously. gets kidnapped, and then there is this fishy situation. Most of the time, there is this common trend of people saying, "Oh, they're eighteen; they've just 
ran away. I'm just really yeah, happy I mean, the police did not go out of their way to say that. I yeah, didn't find yeah, yeah. that mentioned anywhere. The police was like, oh, yes, definitely. Let's just like the first it. one. Exactly. Yeah, the first one. They said, let's look into it. So that's yeah. the thing. Now, on the 23rd of March, 1977, Anil Gokhale was the younger brother of a college friend, Jayant Gokhale. On the evening of 23rd March, 1977, Anil was supposed to meet his brother at the Alpa Talkies and was offered a ride by Jakal on his motorcycle. Now, Jakal is one of those four murderers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anil was taken to Jakal's shed and strangled with a nylon rope. His body was tied to an iron ladder, weighed down with boulders, and dumped into the Muramutha River near Bund Garden. So now, however, the body resurfaced near Yerwada on the 24th of March. The police team, led by police inspector Manikarao Dame, I don't know, never heard this name before. I don't know, Manikarao. Uh, the police inspector realized that the nylon ropes used to tie the body to the ladder had been fastened in a manner identical to the ones in, the, in all the previous killings. He immediately brought this to the notice of the assistant commissioner of police, Madhusudan Hulyal, Hulyalkar, the man leading the investigations. This is so smart. This is insanely smart because usually it's so hard to track serial killings and this guy was like, yeah, not same man. Mm. So it's it's like a serial killer and that's like insane. Like how? Wow. I mean, Good the brutality the level and everything like with your work experience and all, it, yeah. it just gets to you that, you know, these people, this is the way, this is their um, way of acting and all of the cases have like a certain gruesome level. Because you see yeah. with certain killings and certain killers, they just have their minds in such weird and dark places that they mm-hmm. were like, killing and i i guess i've heard of uh i have heard of detectives who just come up and in documentaries be like oh yeah this person the way they act it's because they are um revenge driven or passion driven or they do this for fun so i guess the police figured out very quickly that you know these guys were doing this uh, one ego boost all killings and killers are very egoistic that's something that we've established before. <laughs> and um, also, the, they figured out that this was like definitely money-based. This was yep. financial gain-based. Because they didn't put much effort into killing them. It was just mm. one strangulation and then death. So it, I guess it was pretty easy for them to figure out. But then the, the dude was fast, fast. Exactly. Was there, was really like, fast. Whoa. <laughs> that was so fast like oh my god I'm so happy that this dude exists that was exactly so now uh, basically this police officer uh, realizing that the knot was the same as um, the previous killings kind of went into the th- thought process that this is probably a serial killing no was the knot like a very specific kind apparently I guess it was the same knot that they had everywhere else. And I think the nylon rope strangulation and other factors must have led them to, you know, think that this is the one. Like, this is sin. So, undoubtedly, exactly. Undoubtedly, this is when things started moving along quickly and the police had their first lead. Obviously, Mm. the people last seen with the deceased must know something of use. And the four art students were rounded up for interrogation. They were questioned together and then individually... And as they all do, the four contradicted each other's statements about where they were over the last week. Because I don't think they discussed it before. They, they exactly. They were so... That they would so, be caught. Exactly. They were so sure that we're never getting caught. And everything's going to be very smooth sailing, blah, blah, blah. And we don't even have to care about our story, getting our story straight. Yeah, because that gives you a... Uh, insight as to how much egoism and how much freaking exactly uh, sure they were about themselves. Yep. Now doing anything great. (laughs) Why are you so accomplished about your exactly? Why are you so happy about it? 
that's what gets me you know all of these cases where people just like do something and then they're like oh yeah i'll never get caught no, oh, i get exactly. caught stealing amul dosa from the kitchen <laughs> and i do from that the in the kitchen my mom okay sleeps. people not the shop the kitchen she said kitchen Dude, who the hell goes to a shop and be like ka ek, <laughs> <laughs> you never know what people take out of context God. do not please do not <laughs> but that's like such a such a low key crime oh yeah i steal milk yes the milk stealer that's what that's what you're going to be called and when you get caught everyone's going to be like oh my god she had a true crime podcast she, she did say that she said it there you did take it out there of context like, she stole milk <laughs> there was signs <laughs> we didn't notice how bad <laughs> <laughs> oh bad I buy, I buy I buy a mole <laughs> that's what i want to do i buy a mole and then i can steal out as much milk i want oh god <laughs> wow mole watch out i'm coming for you <laughs> <laughs> oh god amul tut pita yeah this is not sponsored you guys Please sponsor us, Amul. No, I'm I love not. your ice cream. Oh yeah. The police then pretended to take the four into confidence and asked to aid them with the murder investigation. Quote unquote, aid them. The police are so smart, amazing. God, American LA police take notes. <laughs> and <laughs> LA police are like, bro, did you do this? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> जैकल Wow. Your document changed a lot of other things. I I don't know. Like a couple of different uh, um, sources say that the granddaughter's name was Jai or Zai. No, that's pronounced Zui. That's a Marathi name. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I thought I was reading it wrong. I no, I love that name. I would probably name my either dog or child Zui. I love that name. Anywho, Jakar told the police that there has to be a connection between the Hedige murder and the Gokhre murder. He was pretty adamant on it, and this came as a shocker to the police because they were actually treating the Hedige case as a missing person. Hedige was Prakash Hedige, if you remember the classmate. He was put into a barrel and that kind of stuff. Now Jakar was like, "Oh, this there has to be a connection between the Gokhre murder and the uh, the." Hedge model. I don't know why he did that, but that was his biggest mistake. I guess mistake. they had some kind of fights in between where they were just like probably you know, doesn't that always happen? Probably like having this every group where there there is like something going on like this. There's this one guy who is who has a little bit of sentient left in him, a little bit of human. And he's very yep. guilting, so he's just like you know what if they say that they're gonna aid uh, <laughs> the thing. बोनस So then two plain clothes policemen were sent to keep an eye on Jakab and Sutar. Jakab was heard telling Sutar, "Quote, will the police find out now?" and quote to Sutar, to which Sutar replied, "Don't worry, the boss will take care of it." The conversation provided another major break. The word boss had been used liberally at the Bafna residence on Shankar Seth Road during the force foiled attempt at murder. Remember the uh the case where i mean they tried attempted the murder but they got a lot of resistance 
and they just fled so that's the one that the, the word yeah the word boss was like heard there too so now the police are kind of getting into the you know they kind of thinking that there is probably there there is uh, what do you say forgot circumstantial evidence now that they're getting into it they find circumstantial evidence that is linking these four to all of these murders but they don't have concrete evidence yet now yeah till now all that the police had was circumstantial evidence which technically is evidence but like whatever they were fully convinced of the you need more proof to make circumstantial evidence as concrete evidence cuz yeah can, but like you so, can just pretend that you've joined the dots and then there are no yeah. dots to begin with so um <laughs> i guess they have to get more either they need to co- get concrete proof of somebody who is going to show them the body or something like that because you just can't believe everything that everybody says yeah so that's a uh, big glitch here yeah that's the issue now, that the police have to face at this point now the police were fully convinced of the involvement of the four students when the classmate satish gore broke down during the police investiga- investigation apparently gore was kept up to date with the gruesome murders by the, by these four students and if gore's statement pinned the four as murderers the con- the confession of suhash chandak another classmate was the nail in the coffin after the hergye killing um suhash dissociated himself from the group even after repeated threats to his life by the four suhas is now a successful commercial artist in pune and refuses to speak of the murder saying he is trying to put it all behind him and that this these murders have obviously affected him a lot so i i don't think he was part of the uh, the four right he wasn't part of the four he was like a confidence i guess that's how you say he it. was the one who called uh, hege yeah exactly was kind of an accomplice but i guess the messenger here yeah yeah he didn't have a lot he didn't have an idea but like once he got to know that these people were actually murderers mm-hmm. he kind of he was like i don't want to deal with this why mm-hmm. i don't think he can be blamed in it i don't think he he knew. no i don't think so i don't think so i mean and then There's he does no proof of him being associated with the four before exactly like exactly he was told like it just it could be have been a passing comment like gross ko bula do so huh, i don't right. think it could have been something else because we do that a lot like you just tell somebody inform them to come meet us you know someone was searching for them and i would uh-huh. go and do the same why would i not yeah i don't think he gave it a second thought and just did it and then later on it just became a huge deal mm-hmm. you feel bad actually but so has was also yeah, like trying to do it because satish couldn't keep it Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel bad because, like, you have to like, live your entire life. If you have three other friends that. that you did everything together, please do not say Suhash's name in this. You could have left him out, but then these guys are sick. They're like, no. Yeah, there was there is no need to talk about these things to your friends. I think they just wanted to see the horror in people's faces. Or it could have simply be like, you know, if I'm going, I'm going down with you as well. Yeah, probably. But like you have three other people to go down with. Shut up. I don't think Satish had named the other three guys yet. No, no, no. He took everyone's name. Okay. So like. And then he also based... mentioned Suhash. I don't think so. They were just going around interrogating the classmates, and probably Suhash came into the picture that way. No, Satish uh, Gore is the one who, uh, uh, like, told the police about Suhash. Okay so after the confession on the 30th of March 1977 which is a year now they recounted the serial killings in every detail to the police on the information provided by the four the barrel containing Hake's remains were fished out of Peshwa Park lake the police also found a long list of incriminating evidence in Jakar's shed on Karbe road um further checking led the police to recover a lot of missing items from the joshi's end joshi's and abhayankar's the case that began on 15th 1978 in pune district and the sessions court lasted more than 4 months on september 28th 1978 additional 
they were sentenced to death by Woman Narayan Bhapat, the additional sessions judge in Pune. The High and Supreme Court both denied their appeals after approaching the President of India for pardon. He too turned them down and the four were hanged in Yerwada in 29th November 1983. The audacity to ask for pardon from the President of India. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, the audacity begins now. But the audacity begins now because now they're going to try and delay their execution. The way they do it. No, but they were killed finally in 1983. Six and a half years after the murders. Six and a half. They were convicted. On 1978 September, and they died in 27th November 1983. The audacity to ask. God. How can you? Do you not feel anything? You killed two families for no reason. No reason it's, whatsoever. It's disgusting. I'm disgusted. Okay, so let's just get into the audacity. Get your blood pressures because mine is rising. Eventually, even after being dealt the death penalty for the four, uh, the four tried their best to wiggle out of it. They sent a review of petition to the Supreme Court and a mercy petition to the President of India. This is where the Punekas from all kinds of backgrounds, social, cultural, political, came together and a total of a thousand prominent citizens signed a joint note addressing the Supreme Court to argue the case on behalf of the state. This supposedly played a major role in leaving the death sentence untouched. Thank God. My faith in humanity is restored. Yes, Punekas. Yeah, give me a whoop whoop. Now I feel safe. Whoop whoop. (laughs) Because Pune Kar got your back. Not a Pune Kar, but soon to be. You've got your back. Yes, they have. They got a thousand thousand prominent people. Exactly. I don't even think we have that many listeners. (laughs) We're not not that many listeners in the house yet. We'll get there. That's oh, dude! If we get one thousand listeners, I'm a die. I would if probably get one thousand listeners. If I get, I don't know what I would do. Listeners, I'll bake a cake, and I've never. I bake a cake. cake. I I love baking cakes. I bake all the time. I'll bake a freaking cake. No, I, I do something that I've never done. So I've never baked a cake before. I don't know how bad. <sighs> so I'm gonna bake a cake, and I'm gonna write the name of the. What, what am I? What do I not do? What What can I do? What should I do? I don't know, man. Give me ideas. DM us on Instagram and tell me what I should do. So I have yes, no we could do a poll. Let Shalini know what she can do when we reach yes. a thousand that we haven't yet. <laughs> and, you know, I'm so confident that we're gonna reach one thousand. Of course, I believe. I believe in our listeners. I believe yes. that we are we are very interesting people. And I believe in a lot yep. of other things, like the earth is flat. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, the death sentence was untouched, thanks to the thousand people who came together and went to the Supreme Court. Oh, and now their appeals were denied and they were heading to the gallows to see their death through. The four still don't back down. The audacity. The audacity. I'm going to keep saying this till it ends. Dude, we the need audacity a shirt. is a trademark. Exactly. We need a shirt that says the audacity. And then the trademark Capital is in the corner. Being yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they try to delay their execution by saying they wanted to donate their organs. They're trying to be good people, if you know what I mean. The devil exactly. said no, no more people in my house. They're like, <laughs> okay, fine. Let's just go to heaven now. What what nonsense? Shah, in fact, appealed the court, stating that he wanted to translate the Quran to Marathi, and hence needed more time. So there are a lot more educated people who can do that. Exactly. I don't think you need to do that. 
you didn't even pass college you were busy and doing some honestly honestly i don't think the community would want you out of all nobody the would touch to your translate version exactly yeah. like, I, i don't want your name in a uh, in a in a translated quran no exactly i'm okay without it i can live without one there are people who are much more educated who haven't killed <laughs> they also said the hanging by noose would be too painful and they preferred the electric chair wow. at least one wow. thing that we agree wow. at least one thing we agree with not the hanging by noose is powerful not painful that's not what i agree with i agree that electric chair is preferred <laughs> every criminal yeah. should be electric chair Mm, no i'd rather have them hanged because then that's like an entire no it is not to be hanged because you are strangling people you strangle 10 people you deserve Ooh. to be strangled for that oh makes sense if it was painful exactly. why did you do that to them yes My you drop. did it yes. you did yes. it you yes. shalwari is a genius yes. we, we discovered that today she can connect dots that don't exist Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the family of the victims couldn't take it anymore and they even we can't take it anymore. Condolences. Yeah, them. man. Get it over with. I'm done with this. Yeah, but then come on, just kill them. What? Exactly. Um the victims couldn't take it anymore and they took uh written opinions of 10 doctors from across the country who unanimously agreed that hanging by noose was the least painful of all terminal punishments. Upon presenting these options to the Apex Court, the four were executed by hanging after six and a half years on 27th November 1983. The fact that the family <laughs> had to go to 10 doctors and like confirm that it was the, like hanging by the noose was the least painful. Why was They the court listening to them? Why was the court even thinking about it? When I say you hang, you freaking hang. Did you ask the people you killed be like, sir, how do you want to go? Did you give them a chance to live? Did you give them a chance to live? How dare you choose how you die? You didn't give them an option to do what they wanted to do. You didn't ask them that, you know, um, I'm going to try and kill you. I I know you're not, you don't want to die. But then do you like the noose or do you want to be stabbed, sir? Swara went off. I you went off, y'all. I snapped because the, I was all like, I was all cherry about the the police being such a good sport about this. They were really, really fast. They did such a great job. The investigation was thorough and they got really quick. Thanks to that one guy who figured that out. Kudos yes. to you, you're amazing. But the fact that the court is just like, Four guys yeah. killed 11 people, including one of their very, very innocent classmate, who's probably a friend of theirs. And then the court is like, oh, fine. Is it painful? Are you sure you want to die, honey? Are you sure? <laughs> what, what do you want? Do you want something oh else? Oh, my God. Hey, do you want painkillers? Do you want to OD it's on, so on painkillers? so disrespectful for the victims families though it's like it's disrespectful to the victims it. family it's disrespectful for everybody who's uh, who's like in the society it's just like excuse me you don't care about the people who die you care about how the killers die excuse exactly. me they killed they could be beaten to death i'm okay with them being beaten to death i will stone them we're done with this there are so many like <laughs> cases where people were just beaten to death and i'm like Mm-hmm. For once in my lifetime I'm okay with violence being done. Didn't Because didn't we come across Didn't we come across this one case where there was this one serial killer and he was killed by a mob of 200 women? Oh yeah, yeah 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 in India. Only. What is that? We are going to cover him at some point. Are we Indonesia ka tha? I think Vietnam or something or India, I don't know. I think I think he was in our Asia thing only. Yeah. Was it Aku Yadav? I think it's Aku Yadav. Probably, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. We got it right. Yeah. He Shoot. died because of lynching by 200 women in Nagpur, Maharashtra. So, slaps to them, slaps to them. 
He deserved to die of lynching. I'm yes. so happy that these ladies just went out of their way just being like, oh yeah. They went off. Because, see, if you keep on waiting, maybe justice is going to be served, is going to be served late, but it's going to be served. The problem yeah. is, by the time it's served, will I die of high blood pressure? <laughs> That's the question. That's the question. If I don't die of high blood pressure, I'll probably see the murder in life. And as someone who's kept up with cases while they happened and something that I've been invested in, these kind of stupid things that the, uh, the, the court says, I'm pretty sure they have their own legal reasons and whatnot. And these are the ways of the courts working and all that technical terms. I understand. But my common smooth brain cannot understand. I am very smooth brained and I need to make sure that people know that because if I get angry at random stuff that you're like oh but that's mm. how the way it works I, I'll not understand I'll probably end up screaming being like electric chair please get one installed <laughs> now buy it on Amazon oh with my code <laughs> what's wrong with you guys <laughs> Oh and my, my nose God. is very painful. Oh yeah, ask that to the people you killed with your knife. Exactly. I feel, I feel this was karma served at the best. Best, yes. This, the irony this was, this here is like, you strangle so them, we strangle you. No. The families are like, oh well, we are gonna ask ten doctors. They're gonna let me know how you die. You didn't ask them. We did ask a lot of people. <laughs> we made sure <laughs> that you were dead, dead. But I'm really happy with how the case was handled overall. Like there was I'm, no honestly, uh, yes, evidence totally. just going missing. And there was like a lot of in-depth uh, search of the case and stuff. So I'm really, really, really happy with the case. And yeah. uh, the fact that these guys exist in the, like they were active in the same area and in the same place and they were just mere teenagers when they did, uh, did that like i think you're ma- what how old are you when you're in first year max to max so, 20 if you have 18? failed if you have yeah. like failed the previous attempts to get into the college or you had some reasons of joining later but then mm-hmm. uh, personally what i feel is that kids going into college can get bad <laughs> like that's what i've been taught yeah. once you go to college like Things have been influenced. Since there it's wasn't like a lot of the, things we could find about them, you never know that this is their upbringing or their um, just the company. You know? Yeah, nature versus nurture. You just don't know what it was. I think this case is like the biggest, uh, the biggest testimony towards uh, the the age old saying that our parents have been telling us since forever is that choose your friends wisely. Yeah, I choose mean, them I'm wisely. pretty sure. Because Rishi Suhash is here being like, all I did was call one guy and now he can't forgive himself. Like, he has to live with his own personal trauma as well as, like, knowing that he was instrumental in some part. In some part. He was, he probably didn't even know about the case. And, like, the biggest thing for me is, what if these four people never met? Would they still kill? Or is it that they met and that's what led them to kill because a lot of times what happens is that two people come together and a couple of people come together and each other's ideologies kind of reflect on the other person and it grows and festers that way and then you mm-hmm. become killers that way you know like you're something inside of you just it's always there but it grows because you're with these uh, certain people what if they never met would they still kill I think mm-hmm. if their um, childhood was like their childhood story was available to us maybe we would be able to uh, make a more clear statement about that but that's kind of interesting to think about you know how much company affects you yeah definitely so the one thing that i take away from this is that <clears throat> choose your company very wisely yeah. do not <laughs> talk to people who just don't talk just... you know what that's Outright. it. No, don't talk, don't talk to, to people. people. Finish. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Stay alone. Just watch don't. anime. Um, yes. Just, just watch anime. 
that's it Draw. listen to us listen yeah, to listen us to for us. sure every day ritual listen to us read a good book <laughs> drink some good good dalgona coffee sharwari ke like i have seen her make that twice now oh yeah <laughs> once on a call and the other time she sent me a picture of her making it so i'm like yeah do that if you're free dalgona coffee <laughs> does like, no dalgona coffee does take out a lot of uh, time yeah, it does so, unless yeah, you I have the electric mixer i want that no but then if you feel like you 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 feel like you are too bored you might do something <laughs> yeah take i i do that a lot i have nothing take to some do. coffee take some sugar and water and just make It's just keep mixing for the rest of your life it's like, while it's you like listen to us on repeat just going like just keep swimming just keep with just keep swimming like, just, just keep, keep mixing, mixing just, just keep whisking <laughs> just keep whisking until your hands fall off <laughs> so that okay so that was that was our episode on the joshi and abhankar um murders committed by these four stupid art students and yeah i mean we really and hope you guys enjoyed that thank you for listening we're really sorry for all the names we butchered and if we got any of the uh, case and then i didn't butcher wrong. them i'm marathi dude no Shut up. Them. Huh. i i don't <laughs> i i'm not i'm not sure for okay, any i might have no done it yell at me. <laughs> i might have done it so uh, it's my your marathi all jokes when we cover a bengali case i'll see how you do that i'll still struggle <laughs> animals Yes. We want to be your sole animal podcasters. Yes. I made it sound That sounds bad. Like an yeah. Let's not no. make this an ASMR okay. channel guys. We we don't do that in this house. Exactly, exactly. Yes, no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> it makes it makes me feel like there's a ghost behind my neck just being like so yeah. take a little real quick. <laughs> What? <laughs> Why do you I know that? Sound like Pennywise. <laughs> I am Penny. It's always so. You will float here too. <laughs> float here. I'm a boy. So I, I don't like you anymore. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I open my mouth real wide. I have tentacles and oh, I don't have tentacles. But <laughs> all anime people know what I mean. Um. Uh, although <laughs> I don't have spider legs and like freaking big head. Red balloons. Red balloons. Anyway. I love red balloons. I don't like them. Shut up. Let's just end it at that. Red balloons. Exactly. We've talked too much. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for listening, and we hope you keep listening. And if you're on Apple, give us a review. And if you give us a review, we'll give you a shout out. So we really hope that you give guys give us a review because that will kind of help us, you know, reach more people, and then we'll become a nice big family of really weird people who like to listen to true crime. Also, there's a tiny little bit of a shout out that I want to do recently. I bought uh, I recently I bought uh, a couple of books from the store called The Literary Thrift from Instagram. They are Mumbai based and they are amazing. Like the seller is so sweet. And if you are into thrifting and into sustainability, then and also if you're a bookworm, because like me and Shelby both are like really big bookworms. Yeah. So if you are into that that kind of stuff. Feel free to place an order, and you know, mention us. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's we didn't get from. Uh, this is not a promotion, though. This is just something that we really like and we wanted to talk about. This is seriously, yeah. we didn't get anything. Yeah, like, they're like, they're a very new business, and like I bought from yeah. them, and she's also a friend of mine. So I'm like, the owner is also a friend of mine. So I was like, uh, let's just you know let others know about the good stuff that they're doing. Yes. They're working really hard, and they are also college kids. So. Yeah, startups. Yeah, I mean support small businesses and support small like businesses. It's it's a huge thing in these times um to help and us. Yeah. Yes. Support us too. Please listen to Thank us. You. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube or on the okay, soundboard. Right. 
So subscribe to us on Apple, leave us a review on Apple and follow us wherever you can follow us. Go to our Instagram page, it's Criminal Vortex. And yeah, I mean, we don't have a Twitter and I don't know how to use Facebook. So let's see how, how we cool figure that out. What is our name? Let us know in the DMs. Ah, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, but dude, I mean, and... reach out to us. Reach out to us. Yeah. We would love to hear from you guys. Both DM us on Instagram. <laughs> yes, very, very, very unbusy. It's, it's whatever okay. you get the point that's professionally vela <laughs> <laughs> anywho we've taken up a lot of your time doing talking about nothing but, um that's that bye